Welcome back to another episode of Miltrick Media. I am here with New York City independent filmmaker Joseph Rocco Plesher. Joe, how you doing? Thank you for being here. I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. So how's it going? How's life been? It's pretty good, man. It's been pretty good. Got a lot of projects in the works right now, but you know. Yeah, so we were talking about all your projects, your recent projects. You've been doing a lot of music video projects for New York City artists and bands. Most recently, you've worked with Jacuzzi Fire on their last two music videos, right? So Cocaine Fight and Drunk Again. Yes. Most yeah, recent yeah. projects for you, right? Definitely, yep. So let's talk about those two projects. How did you prepare to film those projects and what was the treatment like? Okay, so the first video we did for them um, was Drunk Again. And uh, I, I'm sure Pete probably mentioned this when he was on the podcast, but we went down to Miami a few times, had some yeah, wild yeah. times down there. Um, and I wanted to get involved because he was telling me that he had this project, Jacuzzi Fire, that was going on. So it's kind of like I've always played music. I've always been like in and out of the the realm of music, but haven't been in a band. So it's like it's great for me because it's like I'm kind of in a band, but I don't have to like practice. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, I mentioned to him that I wanted to get involved with that. So... Me and him went down there, we wrote the song, and then uh, we went back again, like, about a year later, and we were like, let's film a video for it while we're down there. So we took our camera phones and uh, shot a little bit down there, and then we went up, we came back up here and kind of, like, filled it out with uh, performance takes and stuff like that, so. That's awesome. And in the most recent one, Cocaine Fight, how long did that video take to film? Okay, so how that kind of worked out was we, we were debating on what song we were going to do another video for. So um, I actually had to uh, rip out all the walls in my basement and stuff because there was like a lot of mold going on down there. So I was like, all right, well, we have something we can destroy. So I might as well, you know, use this opportunity to, you know, destroy my basement and use it for a video. So I called Pete up. I'm like, yo, like, listen, I got this. I got a bunch of walls down here and drywall and stuff that we can run through. So like, what can we do? that can kind of like fill in for that. And he's like, oh, we got to do a video for Cocaine Fight. I was like, all right, all right. So come over tomorrow. We, and we shot it in six hours. Six we shot hours. from, I think, 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. I didn't have anyone living below me at the time. So like, because I live in the upstairs and there's like, yeah. there's another apartment, but no one was there, thankfully. So we shot from 10 to 4 and uh, just destroyed the basement. We were taking baseball bats to, like, cabinets and stuff like that. That's a so. perfect scenario, though, because you're going through that with the basement anyway. You get to film a video there. At least you hadn't, you didn't have to deal with landlords or other tenants or anyone else like that, and you could just go fucking crazy. Yeah, Ten, it was a perfect opportunity. To 10 P to 4. Like so. You know, I'm honestly motivated throughout those hours. Like, I would get a lot of shit done at night, even though I shouldn't, but, like, that's the best time to go crazy. If you're filming a music video with your Absolutely. friends, that sounds fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, there was like seven or eight of us, and we were just setting up lights, and yeah, it was it was a great time. So six hours that shot, six hours that video took. So what about editing? How long does it take usually to edit a music video start to finish? Usually what, like, I have a very, like, uh, weird process. Like, I'll shoot it, depending on how laborious the shoot is, because you can be really excited by the footage you get. Or you could be yeah. really like very whatever. It depends on you know how excited you are for the, yeah. the actual project itself. But for this, I, I was stoked. I was like, oh, this this stuff looks sick. So let me. Uh, I threw it in right away, and I had a rough edit within like I would say probably three or four days. I sent it to him. He was like, let's that's sick. He comes over usually. We will you know we'll go through the shots meticulously, and then he'll pick up little little blips of stuff that he wants in there, and we'll just work it out. But I think that took me about a week. And then I went back and did some color renovations and stuff because 
The one thing I didn't really account for was the uh, the lighting situation down there because there were no lights at that point. So trying to get everything correct while also simultaneously swinging baseball bats and destroying oh, stuff. Yeah. You don't want your precious lights to get destroyed. So you're kind of like trying to, all right, well, let me put the light over here, but it's going to change lighting, but I don't want it to get destroyed. So it took me a little bit longer to do color. But, um, but yeah, I would say probably about two weeks total. Yeah, a lot of people don't know the amount that goes into post-production editing. You could do color adjustments, all that. That's all done in the software. So when you're editing videos, what software do you use? Uh, Adobe Premiere, usually. Adobe Premiere. I, I was taught it on Avid, which is like the worst. It's oh, like Avid driving Media Composer? Yeah, it's like, like driving tools, stick, right? basically. Of like the, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff. It's not very user-friendly. I think it's that way because it's what the industry professionals have used for so many years that you kind of have to have the training on it. But yeah, Adobe I've Premiere is just so much, so much easier. Yeah. I've used Final Cut, but I've tried getting Adobe Premiere Suite and I want to get more into it because once you get the suite, you can do Lightroom, you can do Photoshop. Like oh, yeah. That whole package. I want to try and get into it more. You know what I mean? They've kind of monopolized the uh, the all-in-one package. Oh, the subscription. They know? got it on lock. Like, at least yeah. they adjusted. They probably knew. People are going to pirate this. If we get that subscription bundle, we got it on lock. Yeah. You know, insane. But, so you use Adobe Premiere Pro. So, when did you first start directing films and videos? Um, I would say probably everyone's got like a different perception of when their start point is, I guess. I mean, I went to film school. I went to Hofstra Film School. So, I, I knew from ever since I was a kid that I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? That I wanted to make films, specifically like action films and comedy films. So, um you know, I, I got into big into music in high school, and then I kind of like faded out of it and went back into to filmmaking when I was deciding what I was going to do with my life. Um, and then, you know, we started making shorts in college. So I would say probably about 2012, 2013 is when I started making shorts on like a consistent basis. Yeah, They weren't very good, but, you know, that you was when start I started. Somewhere. That sounds yeah. fun, though, because you're was. making the shorts in college. You get to work with even like probably a lot of friends you're going to school with and you use the, the school's resources too, cameras, stuff like that. Yeah, that was the one good thing. That was the thing I, I took into account the most, not necessarily the education that was there, but like what they had access to. The facilities, right? Exactly, because yeah. we got shoot out so many times for like stealing equipment that we weren't, that we're using for our own stuff. Yeah, Not yeah. for, had to be for school projects. But if you're in film school and you're paying that much money, Steal the equipment. Just take it. You got to make the most of it. Yeah, the facility. You, I, in my school too. If you wanted to get the cameras and recorders, yeah, they got really strict at the end with it, where you had to sign stuff out. There was an online logging system, but you want to make use of it. You want to use it as much as you can. Yeah, just say you're using it for a school project and don't. Yeah. Just go take it to the city and shoot something for yourself. What are we paying all this money for? We got to exactly. make the most of it. Come on. Get, here, get in there, bro. Hofstra, but you were also, because like I went to school upstate, but Hofstra, that's Nassau County, right? So you were still in yeah. the city. You have the inspiration of. The tri-state area still. That must yeah. have been... that. Was that sparking up a lot of ideas, like just college life? It was, but I wish I was in a warmer climate for the winter. I just... Oh, I can't yeah. do New York winter anymore, dude. Nah, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's weighing it's on me, you know? Yeah, it's a bit the slushy snow, too. It's not even just regular. It's just attitude snow, caffeine on the floor. Yeah. It's ridiculous. No but, good. So, in terms of music video directors, do you have all-time favorite music video directors? I would say I have, I've got a laundry list of favorite directors. I would say music video wise, um, fuck, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he did, he did Belly. Um, who is it? Hype Williams. Oh, okay, Hype Williams. Okay. Nice. Shout yeah. out Walter. Hype Williams. Our studio engineer. Yeah. He came close yeah. with the name. Hype Williams is, is probably like the first time I looked at music videos in a different light, because I'd always kind of seen them like on MTV yeah. and stuff like that, and never really, 
I guess when I was a kid, I never really considered them an actual art form yeah. until I saw something that, that he directed. And then I saw that he would, obviously there's mad directors that have done music videos and yeah. went on to direct feature films like Michael Bay and stuff like that. But um, he shoots everything super wide. Which is how I like to shoot a lot of my stuff. Okay. So he was—he's a big inspiration in that regard. Um, but yeah, I would say probably Hype Williams is, yeah, is the yeah, goat yeah. of music video directors. That's cool. So let's go through the laundry list. Your favorite all-time directors? Oh man, dude, there's 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 so many. Um, at the moment, I'm probably I'm in on John Carpenter a lot. I mean, he's like the greatest horror director of all time. Everyone's saying Jordan Peele's like gonna start rivaling him so i heard he came with a new movie i gotta check it out jordan's new movie it was pretty good i saw it yeah nope oh was that that's what's called nope yeah yeah it was it was pretty good um but yeah john carpenter is huge um tarantino obviously is like you know that's everybody grew up i saw pulp fiction when i was way too young you know what i mean and that was just like i didn't realize that a film could be made like that yeah yeah so that also kind of sparked a little bit and uh, just the James Bond movies have always been a big part of my life when I was a kid Classic. up until now. So they ruined it with the last one, but uh, it's been it's been rough. But yeah, I, I would say it. those three. What about Scorsese? Is he up there at all for you? Scorsese is the greatest film director of all time. I mean, Legendary. there's no question about that. Legendary. He's like film school and as far and as a favorite, like a fan favorite, he's yeah. the greatest to ever do it. I think yeah. Goodfellas is probably the greatest movie ever made. Legendary. Yeah. yeah. One of the best. So rip, rip Paul Servino. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Paul Servino. That's crazy. I saw that at work a few days ago. Yeah. It's, they, they all, like, dude, every mob actor in the past, like, two months has Ray dropped Liotta dead, too. dude. It's crazy. I don't even know what happened with Ray. I heard he was on vacation. He was doing a project, and then, yeah, he died as well. You know he was like, only, like, 58, 59, something like that? He wasn't old. Yeah, he was probably around, like, early 60s. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. But I've asked other guests this in terms of going to school for, let's say, music, media, film production. You went to film school. Mm -hmm. So if someone is in high school right now, they want to become a film director. Do you recommend that they go to college for film? I think it depends. I would say, I mean, what sucks about college now, I mean, this is obviously not just a film school problem. This is just a college problem is everything's too expensive and it's not worth. I don't think it was worth the money for the education I got. But I went there, I met people who I still work with to this day, you know what I mean? I, I worked yeah. with instructors there that I'm still friends with, that I still ask for advice to this day. Yeah. So in that sense, it's worth it. I would say if you're going there and you're doing the bare minimum, because it's all about what you put into it, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to film school and you're expecting to go in and do the classes and that's it, and then come out and get an industry job, it's not going to happen for you, you know yeah, what I mean? Not gonna you got to hustle and... Uh, there's a lot of um, different things you got to do yourself in order to really propel yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, the, the curriculum is not going to do it for you. you know? Yeah, and it sounds like with what you were doing, you made the most of it with the facilities, trying to network with other professors, students. That's when it becomes worth it. Yeah. yeah. When they have access to, they had access to cinema cameras, cinema lenses, all this other stuff, like studios and stuff like that. Then, okay, you're spending this much money, use that studio, use that equipment as much as possible, you know? Even yeah. if they're yelling at you, fuck them. The, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're there for a reason. You want to make the most of it. Same thing, because like, I went from music industry, but then also audio and mass comm. I would try to access the cameras whenever I could. I didn't know anything at first. I was trying to learn. They had studios, bands, even like 
some standout musicians who were in Oneonta. They were trying to, if they were there and other schools, like they were trying to sneak into the studio. I've snuck into the studio. Yeah. It closed at four, but sometimes I was there. It's a rite the, of passage. It's a know? rite of passage. You got to stay, you got to stay in that building, the fine arts building, wherever it may be, till five or six in the morning. You hear the spirits walking around when you're not supposed to be in there and it fucking gives you some inspiration. It does. It, it, does. It, it, was, it was wild times. It was real weird in these buildings after 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. They had the overnight shifts, like the overnight sessions they would have with the, with the suites for like editing, of filming, course. all that. It, it was crazy, yeah. There was a time, I mean, like my senior year, obviously, you do a thesis film, which was a year-long class. And obviously, spring break came, and it was like, you know, a time for everybody to go. You know, they're going to Miami. They're going yeah, to this, yeah, spring going break. To I'm sitting in an editing suite. You know, because no one's there. Because you had to also fight to get an editing suite. Yeah. You know, there's only like 10 or 12 of them. And you got, you know, 15, 16 kids that have seen your films. And then you got everybody else in every other class that wants to use an editing suite. So I was like, no one's going to be here. I'm going to get a bunch of tall boys. And I'm going to edit this <laughs> fucking movie in a week. And I did. And then everybody comes back from their spring break. They're all hungover. Now yeah. they got a crunch time. They need you fucking know? Pedialyte or something to get back to it. Exactly. Meanwhile, my film's done. And I'm showing up to class drunk, you know? Yeah. Because my shit's done. You do what you got to do. But you were productive with it. So if you showed up a little buzz, at least you had the results. You were efficient. Exactly. Fuck it. Honestly. So, so you mentioned, well, at least you got to redeem yourself. And at least you got to go to Miami at the end eventually. Exactly. Fuck it. Why not? Exactly. I went in January. I loved it. It was a great, it was a great time. It's, that's, it, Miami is an idea, not a city, you know? Yeah, it's an idea. Who knows if it's even real? Honestly. Honestly. It's one of those places. I've been so, like, destroyed there all the time that, like, I don't even remember really being there, to be honest. It but, is where it is. It is yeah. where it is. But even with editing, you were saying how you tried to make, with editing, yeah, so... What is your setup looking like when you're directing music videos? What camera do you use? I use I used to use a Panasonic Lumix G85, which was when I had no money, and uh, that was like my initial like uh, foray into doing it on my own. Because I worked at MTV for a while right out of college, and I was doing a lot of like, you know, like um, interview work and backstage interview stuff, and. Uh, that's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked with I worked with a lot of different artists and and saw what they were doing. And one thing MTV taught me is uh, they don't they don't go with permits. They don't do anything the way that you would think a you know a company that's been around for forty years does things. They don't. You know what I mean? We were shooting on the street. We were shooting. We were stealing shots. It's like this company is like a multi billion dollar. Viacom is a multi-billion dollar company and they're not paying for you know any kind of permits or anything like that. And they're teaching you how to like do all these setups quick, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, well, if a multi-billion dollar company's doing this and they've been doing it for 40 years, then I can do it. You know what I mean? And then I could steal the shots and do this and that, and the other thing. So I bought my own camera. I started freelancing a little bit. And then I bought a Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera, which is like the little $1,200 one. And I've been shooting on it for like three or four years. I shoot all my stuff on it. I love it because it's a little camera. You could fucking run around, get these yeah. ridiculous shots that you wouldn't be able to get with like a big cinema camera, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. So even working with MTV overall, what was that experience like? It was it was peaks and valleys, I will say. It was peaks and valleys. But um but yeah, it was it was an interesting time. I did a lot of really cool stuff with a lot of celebrities. Um, but at the end of the day, you kind of just gotta like I think I hit a ceiling creatively there where I was like, all right, I kinda just gotta start going out on my own and I worked with a lot of people there who left <clears throat> and um, 
they basically, like, I met them all for coffee and stuff like that, like, right before I was about to leave and was explaining, like, my situation and what I wanted to get involved with. And they were like, well, the only way to truly um, do creative work is to freelance and to work for all these different companies and work on all these different shows and stuff like that. So, and that's been kind of, like, my MO ever since then and, every, and hearing that. So, yeah, I would say my decision to leave was merited. But it sounds like that was still a great experience to go through. It sounded exhilarating when you're working for a major company like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight out of college, to... too. I was like, oh, I was that's hyped. amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fresh face, you know, recent college grad. That's your first job. That sounds fun as hell. You yeah, got to do was. some interview work, too, right? Yeah. Any names? Who'd you get to interview? I got to interview. Well, I didn't do the interviewing, I shot the interviews, but, um, dude, I, I, I did like the Met Gala carpet and stuff like that. I, 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 I did uh, Tarantino and Kurt Russell while they were, like, promoting Hateful Eight. I did um, a lot of the Marvel guys, Tom Hiddleston, a few times, who is, like, one of the nicest guys I think yeah. I've ever met in show business, aside from Ethan Hawke. But, um, but yeah, them and, uh, you know, just a bunch of, like, you know, reality TV people. I worked with the Jersey Shore people a lot, so. I got you, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it sounds like a really unique experience working for them and going through that. So you even mentioned how action films, that sounds like that is your favorite genre. So oh, yeah. why action films? I think it's just, I don't know, man. Like seeing, I think the the moment I knew I wanted to make films was the moment in GoldenEye. I don't know if you've ever seen it. The James Bond. Yeah, the James yeah, yeah, Bond yeah. movie in GoldenEye when he like drives the motorcycle off the cliff and swan dives into the fucking plane as it's plummeting to the to earth and he jumps in and he gets in and he, you know, takes off. I was like, I have to make something like this. Like, this is like, you know, this is better than anything I've ever seen, you know? That shot was insane. Imagine how long it took to get that. Just even like those big budget movies, how they get that shit done. It's crazy. Honestly. Yeah, it is. It is. So even growing up, so with music video directing and even you said that you always love being around music. So who are your biggest music influences growing up? Your biggest musical influences? I was a huge metal kid. Yeah. I was a huge metal kid. I loved Iron Maiden. I loved Slayer. I loved like all those bands. And then I kind of went full indie in high school, you know? Yeah. I was listening to like Bonnie Ver and shit out of nowhere. And then, uh, and I feel like I found like the middle ground now. So I'm like big into a lot of like the new punk acts and stuff like I that. I got you. I got you. So there's a lot of female fronted punk acts that are out now that are actually really cool. Yeah. Like Amel and the Sniffers and Mannequin Pussy and all these other. I heard of Mannequin Pussy. Mannequin yeah. Pussy's very good. I've seen them. Yeah. I saw them when I was in uh, Atlanta. I was sure you in Atlanta? Yeah, I went to um, Shaky Knees. Oh, this the year. festival. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit, that festival looks yeah. sick. Dude. It was awesome, dude. It was yeah. it was sick. It was actually my friend who who recommended that we go, and I was like, all right, I'll just go. But I haven't been to a festival since before COVID, so I was like, I might as well go to this. Yeah, last one I went to was See Here Now last September. It was in Asbury Park. On the beach, that was the first one I was back to. Nice. That that was a cool festival, yeah. I love Asbury Park, too. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. yeah. It was amazing, yeah. So you mentioned even once you left MTV, you knew that you wanted to do freelancing, and that's where you're able to have the most creative freedom. I've done a lot of freelance work as well. So with freelancing, it's really competitive because you need to find as many clients as possible, and you want to remain autonomous. Yeah, and you right? kind of want to keep your your own unique voice in a way, you kind of yeah. want to be, you want to have your own trademarks where people come to you for a certain thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Obviously, there's some gigs where you're going to have to, like, you know, pay the bills and just do it. You know what I mean? That's just the, the way the game goes. But you want to be able to be 
people think of what kind of style they want. They're like, oh, well, I know Joe could fucking do that, you know? Then yeah. they come to you for it. You're top of their so, list. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard, man. It's it's like when you're not working, you're also working. You're trying to find work when you're not working. And when you're working, you also got to keep trying to find work. So Yeah, 100%. But people don't realize you need to be competitive in order to be on top of your game and also stick out. It's a real comparative industry. Yeah. You know? What do you love about freelancing? What do you love most about freelancing? I think it's just the flexibility, honestly. It's like, and I'm also, I'm a fireman too, also. So it, it helps me to have that as my gig because a lot of guys who freelance also have like a secondary gig, whether it's they'll buy, you know, a $60,000 Ari Alexa and then rent it out yeah. to a rental house. And then that's like their, yeah. their passive income. But um, to have another gig and then, you know, if I get, because I used to have to take like these like really shitty, like terrible gigs that were like only paying like a little bit of money. But it's like, what else do I have going on? I got to yeah. work and to do something. And it's like the worst shoots where people are like, you know, losing their minds on you and stuff like that. And it's like now uh, it's like I'm just not going to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? So. so even advice for other filmmakers who want to get started, getting clients and building their portfolio. You have... You have a portfolio, you have a Vimeo where all your projects are listed. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have to new filmmakers in terms of starting their portfolio? How do they do that? Uh, make a reel. Start making your own films and make a reel of it. When I first interviewed at MTV, I was in the process of putting a reel together, but I hadn't sent it to them. I sent my resume out. I had a resume. I, you know, I bullshitted it. I didn't even think about it. I had a couple things on it. But um, I sent that out. They interviewed me. And I had just finished my reel like the day before they interviewed me. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, I just built this reel of stuff I shot, you know, this and the other thing. They're like, all right, yeah, send it to us. So I sent it to them. I got the gig like the second yeah. they saw it. And so it was all it... films that I made in college. It wasn't any professional industry oh, work great. or anything yeah. like that. It just, we shot, I had a couple shots that looked good enough to put together in a reel and yeah. it worked out. So even let them know, what is a reel? What is that compiled of? So basically just take everything you've made and take the best shots out of all those things and build a reel. So it looks like you've done a lot, you know? Take a shot from every setup in every short film you've ever made. If you're in college and you have, you know, a little portfolio of that, put it together, make it under 60 seconds, and that's your calling card. Yeah. And I think that that is probably the thing that speaks the loudest in terms of, like, what you can do. So, yeah. Do yeah. you do... um? live show videography as well do you shoot live events i do i do we actually just shot a uh a gig film i'll call it for jacuzzi fire oh so, yeah you were talking yeah, about yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what details can you share about that with us even just little breadcrumbs oh yeah well hopefully it'll be out soon i mean it's already cut i just got to do some color patches on it and stuff but um they just released their first album needle beach which yeah, i worked yeah. on a couple songs for um so they had a release party at Phoenix Studios, which you and I know both know oh, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, that was pretty fun. Yeah. So Pete's an engineer there, so he got the room and, and he set up all the audio equipment. So me and a bunch of buddies from my uh, from my college, we all have the same camera. So I was like, yo, like, let's all get together. We'll, you know, we'll put some put some lines together and we'll yeah, yeah. shoot this thing. So we shot a five camera gig film that's coming out soon. Oh, so, five camera. Five cameras, yeah. What cameras did you use? We used three Blackmagic Pockets. So there was a there was a wide, there was two uh, close up cameras, which was me and my friend John Buley. Um, so we were shooting, you know, we were roaming in between whoever was playing. There was a drum camera set up right in front of him, and then we put a GoPro, we duct taped it to the mic, 
So there's like a super wide, you know, whenever he's singing into the mic, you just see like his face blown up. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite camera angle when you're recording and shooting? Oh, I love anything ultra wide. Like I don't know if you know what an ultra wide is, but it's like I'm not 100 percent sure. Let let me know. It's like I can't even describe. Like it's I know fish eye. It kind of yeah fish eye. It's kind of like fish eye, but if there's fish eye and then there's rectilinear. So rectilinear basically is a fish eye uh, focal length without any of the distortion. So all the lines that would be, because the fisheye kind of curves the lines, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. A rectilinear basically just puts those lines back in perspective, and in, in proper perspective. So it makes everything look fucking huge. Rectilinear is called? It's rectilinear, wide-angle rectilinear. rectilinear. So, yeah, it just makes everything look huge. So if you're shooting somebody low-angle on an ultra-wide, it makes them look like they're like titans, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's just any shot looks cool to me. So that's why I'm a big Hype Williams fan. But um, but yeah, anything low angle, ultra wide is is like my favorite. Because even when I took some classes back in school, I learned a little bit about the different angles of film and what that conveys. How like if you're looking up at the subject or looking down, like looking up, that can mean like you're trying to show grandiosity or power, right? Yeah, if it's you're the hero down, shot, basically. So what shots are your go-to when you're directing music videos? I mean, obviously, you want the client to look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. the hero shot is is a favorite. Um, I've been trying to get more into uh, Zoom photography, like 70s style stuff. Oh, so I'm, I bought a, uh, a cinema Zoom, so we're, I'm starting to do more more work with that. But um, yeah, man, they're, they're, it just it kind of depends on what the project dictates and what the artist wants. Yeah. So you got to kind of take that and take what you see for the project as well and work with it. But um, I always go with the wide angle, especially wide angle? For, for a hero shot or something like that. Like that always makes everybody happy, you know, yeah. and then you can start to go in and experiment a little bit. You kind of got to get a little bit for them and a little bit for you, you know. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. so you even mentioned how you wrote, you've done some. Um, so you mentioned how even with Jacuzzi Fire, that project, you are a songwriter as well. You've been involved with music a lot throughout the years. So what other projects are you working on in terms of, let's say, songwriting or as a musician? Um, I mean, mainly just just Jacuzzi Fire, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you do songwriting too, stuff like that? Yeah, we'll usually just like, you know, just like fuck around with stuff like that. I got know? you, I got you. But, um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jacuzzi Fire has been like the, like I said, it's like a band you're in, but you don't have to practice for, so. No, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the open source thing, yeah, it's cool. But you mentioned how you helped... You were co-writing a couple of songs, so that's cool. So you dip yeah. you dipping your toes in numerous avenues. I also process. like to score my own shorts usually. Oh, or so let's talk about that. How do you do that? Advise people on like I'll bring in. It's the same. It's kind of like the same ethics as Jacuzzi Fire. It's like, oh, this person would be sound really good on a solo. Let's bring them in, or I'll gotcha. do a solo for something. But um, but yeah, we we scored. I have an upcoming film, The Stunads, that Pete was in. Um, Pete from Jacuzzi Fire was in, and uh, a lot of the musicians who are on Needle Beach are on. The uh, the album, well, mm -hmm. that the soundtrack rather, but um, but yeah, just bringing musicians in for that is is fun. He's mixed that, um, yeah. So when it comes to making films, music videos, what do you love most about filmmaking? Hmm. Honestly, it's just the actual. The whole process is like is it, it has its own like ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like I love shooting stuff. I always love shooting stuff, but like when you're shooting your own thing, it's it's also nerve wracking. But it's just there's a weird excitement to all of it. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. a, it's a feeling that you don't get 
from any other kind of uh, work, you know, especially when your shit's together. If your shit's not together, it's going to be a terrible time, you know. But yeah, if yeah. your shit's together and you know what you're doing and you know how to get it, it's a great feeling because you, you're literally watching something in your brain come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah, come to life. Do you like editing more or shooting more? I like editing my own stuff a lot, and I like shooting other people's stuff a lot. Yeah. I don't like shooting my own films because I've done it. I know how to do it, but having to worry about camera while also having to like t direct people in acting and all that, I tried doing it all. It's, it's hard. Sounds like you a know? lot, a lot. Like the whole process together, the pressures on your shoulders you're doing, trying to multitask like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know how to, I know where I want the camera to go. I know where I want to do this, that. But then there's a lot of other technical elements that you got to worry about, mm -hmm. which if you're a DP, you only got to worry about that. But if you're doing that and then you got to direct, it's, yeah. Something's going to get fucked up, I think. But that's just my brain. But, um, but yeah. It's all good. So, what other projects are you working on currently? What do you have in the works? So we have this Jacuzzi Fire gig film that's coming out. Um, we're possibly going to do another Jacuzzi Fire uh, music video. We haven't decided for what yet. I'm working on possibly two more Scum Shots videos with Ricky and Jamie. And uh, I have a possible short coming up as well. So. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even in your Instagram bio and on your social media, you have your portfolio in the bio, the link at least your Vimeo, that has numerous different films and stuff you've worked on. So let the audience know what is in that portfolio. Um, there's a lot of music video work. There's a lot of student films that I made when I was in college. Slapdash Vendetta is in there. That was like my big senior thesis film that I worked on. Um, that was kind of like an ode to uh, James Bond movies. Of yeah, the day. so let's tell them more about Slapdash Vendetta. What was that project? So basically my senior film of... Hofstra at college, I, I had to kind of like come up with an idea. I wanted to like let go of some shit that was cathartic. You know what I mean? Like my childhood uh, obsession with like spy movies and stuff like that. So I was like, let yeah. me write something like that. Like an aging James Bond movie, basically. Kind of like Austin Powers meets like something more brutal, I guess. And this was before Kingsman came out. So it was like, I know it got compared to Kingsman a little bit, but you know, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was basically about, like, an aging spy who's, like, out of his realm, doesn't have, like, you know, a perception on, like, reality anymore. And he's, yeah. he's, he's being paired up with, like, a female secret agent, the classic duo. He's, he doesn't respect her, that type of deal. And they, they have to take down, like, his, his arch nemesis, this white yeah. Russian character. So I got you. I got you. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So besides the real and what you mentioned, how even the filmmakers, they want to get started, make a real. You talked about your portfolio. What other projects do you have going on for the rest of 2022? 2022. Well, I'm trying to do a kung fu movie. So, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No we're, we're working that out right now. We're going to do a couple fights. Um, so we're still in, like, the pre-production process of that. So yeah. I've never done anything as, like, ambitious as that. And it's only a short. But, um, but yeah, I have a choreographer. My, my cousin John's a choreographer, so he's kind of putting this together. So... Um, we're gonna do three or four rehearsal days, and then we're we're shooting on a catamaran in the middle of the uh, nice. uh, the ocean. So hell yeah, that sounds so awesome. Be fun. Where can we find you on social media platforms? Let the audience know all of your socials. So I am not on Twitter, and I refuse to be on Twitter because I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble if I'm on Twitter. But uh, my Instagram is J Rocco Plesha P L E S C I A. So TikTok, yeah. YouTube, Facebook, anything like that. 
Uh, my Vimeo is also J Rocco Plesha, and uh, I do not have a YouTube either, unfortunately. TikTok, anything like that? No, nothing. But the Vimeo, like you mentioned, that is right in the middle of your Instagram profile, right? It's in the bio. Yeah, check it out. there's a link to it in my Instagram. So I like to keep it nice and simple. You know, I got you. I got keep you. it on Instagram, and then they can find go you there. Vimeo, yeah. Got it all listed there. Yeah, I got you. Nice. That's awesome. So. Joe, thank you for sitting down with me on this episode of Miltrick Media, independent filmmaker from New York City, music video directing, and plus much more. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Miltrick Media, and we will see you soon.